On this episode of Clarksville's Conversation, Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble chat with Keen Barkley and John Rudolph about the Clarksville Soccer Club and their upcoming tryouts. They also talk about the need for a new multi-sports complex and the challenges they currently face with the lack of playable soccer fields. They also talk about the core values they use to help players not only improve their skills on the field, but become better people off the field. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hey guys, thanks Hi. for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. So Absolutely. we're going to get started here. We have this fun little thing we do to kind of break the ice. Because you know, you know Charlie real well, right John? I do. Keen, do you know him very well? No. Okay. Well, hey, fortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well then, you're not going to know this. You might already know this. He has had that mustache his entire life. Like when you're 13 years old and you start like getting hair, ha facial hair, he's never shaved it. Wow. So in honor it's commitment. of that, yeah, right. Was like he knew from a very young age he was going to rock the mustache. <laughs> he was committing to it. Yeah. So um, in honor of that mustache and the heritage there and all that stuff, Charlie must ask you a question that has absolutely nothing to do with. Something. It really doesn't because I, as Katie said earlier. I really wasn't prepared to ask you guys a question. <laughs> but if you two were going to get in a fight with each other, mm -hmm. and you could pick an animal, this is a question for both of you, uh, pick an animal to be on your side in that fight, Ooh, I know what, mine what would be. animal would you choose to fight each other? You get an animal, you get an animal. Uh, if, if I'm going first, I'm taking the mythical creature known as the liger. I've never even heard of the liger. Well, that's, we need some explanation. Yeah, a little Napoleon Dynamite reference. You know, a cross going. between a lion and a tiger. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, so, I would have gone with the king of the jungle, the lion. I guess I'll just take the dragon then. Mm. Y'all both going myth mythical? I mean, I was just trying to stay on theme there. Yeah. Well, I guess that's fitting since Game what of would Thrones. What you take, Charlie? Uh, yeah. Season Sunday. I'm a lover, not a fighter, Katie. I don't, I don't fight. I can see you, like, taking that little cheetah that just, like, pokes you in the nose. <laughs> that's Charlie. Cheetahs poke people in the nose? No, no, that little monkey. That's what I meant. Not cheetah. The little, you know, that little funny monkey? I can see yeah. him being like, oh, I'm just going to, like, pull your ear. Ooh. No, you know who I'd have on my team? I'd have Katie because I've seen her not happy with people before, and we would win. I just sit back and walk. But I do not punch people, and you said win a fight. Verbal altercation. Uh, I'm a little intimidated. I've never seen Katie not happy with someone before, so yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen while we're yeah, here today. Yeah, hopefully, no. hopefully not. No. I've gotten more mellow in my old age. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us yeah. today. We're going to talk about Clarksville Youth Soccer, right? That's right. So how That's many teams do you all have right now in youth soccer? We got about 23, 24 teams. Start ages what to what? Um, we've got about U8 to U19. Okay. So it's a wide range of kids. So now is this league soccer or do y'all also focus some on travel ball? I mean, which what is Clarksville Soccer Club really focus on? Yeah, it's both. All of you know, the above. Yeah, we, we, you know, as members of the Tennessee State Soccer Association, um, we compete in the state league for the teams that are U13 and older. Mm -hmm. um, and then those teams also travel for tournaments um, kind of around the state and around the surrounding areas. Like we just got back from St. Louis. Um, we went to Scott Gallagher tournament there and they had over 350 teams at their tournament mm -hmm. um so and then we've been down to alabama and kentucky so it's kind of in the area yeah the teams below u13 like the u12 down to u8 they play in tournaments you know usually you know two one or two a month and then friendlies and stuff on the yeah. weekends and it's uh, it's it's not a league for those kids more about development but they definitely get an opportunity to play outside competition win some medals uh and and 
try to develop and get ready for when that state league starts at U13. So you're using soccer terms, so let's act like Charlie doesn't know anything about soccer, which sure. I'm almost there. And I don't, so this so, is, yeah. So uh, explain what U13, U19, what does the U stand for? Uh, under. Okay. So under. Under, under 13. Yeah, so okay. like my daughter, she actually won't. It's an age. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. she, she won't be, see how old is my daughter? She John. won't be she won't be 13 until December the 4th of this year, but okay. she's a U13 player. Uh, U.S. soccer changed the age group, and I think baseball did this as well. Baseball to May 1st. Yeah, well, and see, ours changed. It used to be based on school year, but now it's based on birth year. So, like, mm -hmm. my daughter's team is made up of 6th and 7th grade girls that are okay. U13 players. So this is their first year in state league. We'll go to Lexington, Tennessee, Saturday. Uh, to play a team that's coming out of Memphis to play us. And that's, you know, one of the state league games on our calendar. We have like five five or six teams in our state league division, and we do like a round robin. Uh, but other teams, I think this weekend, are going to White House uh, mm -hmm. to play in a tournament. And so they'll sign up, and White House will put them in their bracket. You know, some big tournaments like yeah. the ones we played in in St. Louis, they'll have multiple brackets in an age group based on you know, gold, silver, bronze, navy, just depending on kind of what level yeah. of play you say your team is. Um, and so those teams that are playing in tournaments, they'll go and they may play two games on a Saturday, uh, have a third game on Sunday morning, and that third game might be like a semifinal. So if they win it, then they advance and have a chance to play for like the championship of yeah. their of their age group in that tournament. That, that's cool. So. What You used another term, and I've heard it on television before, but friendly. You have a friendly game. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so that would be like, you know, another term for it would be like an exhibition match. Okay. So it's like no bearing on your state league. It's not like playing for a championship. It's just a game. Um, so like for another sports when they have like preseason games yeah. or something like that. So it's just an opportunity to play a match. So you try to win, but it has no bearing sure. on your season. On your season standing. Development Correct, yes. Okay. Yep. So has your season started already? It has. So the uh, everything from from under eight up through U14, which is your oldest like middle school team, they play a 10 month season. So they start uh, the first week of August and run through the end of May, and then it can, it can go into June, just depending on how far wow. they, how, how far they advance in their state league and state cup. Uh, well, at least for those U13, 14 teams. And then the the older age groups, they play opposite of whatever their high school season is. So the boys. Uh, teams start like August and play through the first part of January and the girls pick up in November and play through basically the first week of June. So now, just so I understand, because I understand how travel ball works in baseball, mm -hmm. is it similar in soccer? So you guys are kind of managing the travel soccer teams, but what about the like league teams? Is, is all that under the umbrella of, so you've got two different things kind of going on? Uh, no, not really. So the okay. um, league would probably be more like the local league would be more through like our rec the recreational program through okay, M that's Montgomery not County. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. That's Montgomery County Soccer Association, and they do a great job with the recreational mm -hmm. soccer. Um, and, and those kids play a spring and a fall uh, mm -hmm. league, and they show up and have you know games against local competition on Saturdays. So, you know, so this isn't like, okay, there's this team organization. You manage all the travel travel teams. Okay. Correct. Yeah. 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 So what if somebody wants their kid to get involved? How do you get involved? Oh, well, we have uh, tryouts in uh, May for the U-12 
and younger and then we'll have tryouts uh, I think it's like the first full week of June for you 13 and older do you, do you have the dates in May do you, yes. we do it's the week yep. of May 20th uh, and then you put place the kids on the teams. Correct. Do you, would you like? Would you have more than one AU team, depending on how many kids? We do. Yeah. yeah. This year we had our uh, U11, U11 age group. I think we had three boys teams mm -hmm. uh, in that age group. Uh, typically, uh, our goal is to have at least two teams in every age group okay. from from U12 down, and then typically U13 and up. We because your roster sizes are bigger. You know, you have. Like the youngest age groups, they play seven on seven, and then uh, then you move up to U11 and 12. You play nine v nine, and then U13 and above, you play 11 v 11. So as the roster sizes increase, you got less players. B means verse. Yeah, yeah oh, I got go. that part. Sorry, okay, I forgot. Just making sure, <laughs> <laughs> just making sure you knew. But, so what do you think the biggest? What do you think that needs to happen or for youth development? Like, say, there's a parent that's like, you know, I think my kid wants to play soccer. And they never had. What would be your suggestion? Where do you start? I mean, I think, you know, opportunities. Yeah. That's what we're all about is like, we, we don't want anyone to not play because they didn't have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So like within our club, um, we have a, a massive amount of players who are scholarship. So we wouldn't want anyone to not play because they couldn't afford it. Right. Because um, there's just for people that don't know, there's money involved in uniforms and travel. There's a lot of those yeah, things. And so the coaching. fact that you have scholarships is a pretty unique and pretty cool thing yeah it is and it's something that's grown like exponentially you know as the club's grown when i first got so the the history of like local soccer in clarksville there was different travel organizations in town until 2014 and that's when they kind of put all their beef aside and came together and became clarksville soccer club and put it all under one umbrella and so i got involved right after that i think it was like november uh, i was asked to take on the treasurer role I think we had twelve or thirteen thousand dollars worth of scholarships that were awarded in that first season, and oh, we're that's wonderful. And we're over fifty thousand in scholarships mm -hmm. awarded this past season, and it's really um, kind of amazing to be honest with you, because we still, you know, even though we're constantly looking for help in the community, we really don't have like a title sponsor, you know, any any particular company that comes in and writes us a big check. You know, it's just about you know, budgeting and, you know, getting a lot of little donations here and there to, you know, try to keep that, uh, you know, keep basically all those kids having an opportunity to play. Yeah. I mean, having the opportunity, you know, we, we mentioned the term development. It's like we can't develop the kids if they're not being able to play, you know, and what like travel or competitive soccer offers versus recreational soccer is that, you know, recreational is typically like volunteers that kind of herd the cattle. Yeah. Um, and they don't really track score. Whereas like on the competitive side, it's like you have coaches who have licenses and experience playing and coaching. And um, there's a lot more incentive, you know, for the kids that want to play at a higher level or develop their skill set. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of people involved, obviously. And there are some community resources available to you. But what I didn't know about scholarships. I think that's amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But what what can the community? What what do you need from the community uh, as far as resources? I mean, what is there? Are there needs? There's got to be needs that that you. I can you think look of one. For. I'm wondering if you're going to say it. Yeah, the uh, you know the potential of a, of our new athletic complex is so huge for us. Yeah, you know, based on the size of of Clarksville and the number of not just soccer but the, all the different sports. You know, football, lacrosse is really growing right now. Uh, baseball, but soccer in particular, you know, the eight fields that we have out at Heritage Park were built in, I think it was like 1991. I, I have say. no idea, but I know they're not 
Yeah, I want to say it was around 90 or 91, and we haven't added a single soccer field to our local inventory since that time. You know, not any, not any fields that are available to the public anyway that, you know, that yeah. we can actually schedule time on for our teams. And so we share that, you know, we share those eight fields with a, a recreational program that has over 2,000 players, a middle school program with over 600 players, and then our, you know, our folks out there. And uh, I mentioned we were in so St. Do, do the middle school teams, the school teams use those fields too? They do. Oh, wow. Yep. So, you know, I mentioned we were in St. Louis this past weekend and the facilities that we were playing at were all turf. Uh, you know, we don't have any turf around here. So in the spring, we deal with rain outs, you know, so middle school soccer games get rained out on a Monday and they have to push till Tuesday. And then Tuesday is when we, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we schedule a lot of our practices because we don't have middle school games going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're trying to shift kids all over town, just trying to find a green patch of grass to be able to uh, play on before they have their next state league match or before they you know drive to Alabama for the tournament this weekend or wherever they might be going. So John you're really involved in the community what what do you feel the impact of a sports complex would have on the Clarksville community? Well not just a soccer but yeah, it, as a whole. Sure I mean it's it's multifaceted I think number one it's gonna do so much for our local families you know who are having to travel and and play a lot of their games out of town if they can play a lot of those games. If Spend people hotel out of town, eat out of town, that's all right. of the above, yes. So if all of a sudden we're pulling people from out of town to come play us here locally, then that's saving money for our local folks, but it's also, you know, putting tax revenues, you know, in the uh, coffers of the city and in the county, and then also putting revenue and, you know, to the bottom line for all the businesses out there, the restaurants, the hotels, the gas stations. Um, it could be huge, huge economic impact, you know, and then, like I said, uh, most importantly, our families that are here, the kids are going to have more opportunities because there'll be more field space, you know, for them to play on. Less chances that they miss those opportunities because of limited, you know, space and rain outs. And Where are some of the places you guys play at outside of Clarksville? Like where you travel to to have games? Uh, like within the Knoxville, Memphis, you know, Franklin, Hendersonville, White House. Um, and some of those teams maybe come from Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. So they're driving right past Clarksville down Interstate 24. I'm, I'm going to a point here, right? Yep. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. To play in other areas. So that's tax revenue just driving right past us. That's right. Yep. And, it, and even our tournament, so like the tournament that we host, because of the, the lack of field inventory, and, you know, we cap out at about 155 teams probably, you know, and then like we talked about the St. Louis tournament, they had about 350 teams on their turf fields and, you know, like the amount of people you're bringing into Clarksville with something that size is massive for so, the economy. So do you, on the, on the turf fields, do you play in the rain? Oh yeah. Yeah. But, you can play in the snow. We have, they, they said they were playing snow this weekend, too. But when we have grass fields, they're, we're probably out. out you luck. risk injury, someone's going to slide and fall, right? Yeah, and it just kind of depends on, you know, grass fields that are well-designed, uh, yeah. you know, and well-built will, will stand up to some pretty good rain. You know, they'll drain and field conditions will stay good. At a certain point, though, you know, it's, it's risk of injury and it's also a risk of doing, you know, damage to the fields yeah. to where nobody will be able to get on them for the next couple of weeks, which wouldn't be good for anybody. So kind of have to take both those things into consideration. But uh, to Keen's point with the tournament, you know, he mentioned 155. I wish we could host that many teams. We kind of maxed out in May of last year at about 140 something. And we had people playing at Liberty Park, Austin P. 
uh, all of Heritage. We had Northwest High School. We had uh, Kenwood High School. But what we realized after that tournament was just logistically, you know, we don't, we're not big enough of an organization from a volunteer standpoint to be able to staff all those offsite locations. Mm -hmm. The people like me who travel with multiple kids playing in different age groups, it becomes very difficult for them if they got start times with one kid at Liberty Park and another kid with a game starting at Heritage at the same time and they've driven four hours in one vehicle, you know, with their family to, uh, to be here. And so, you know, that becomes a, a real limiting factor. I honestly don't think that we'll, we'll spread ourselves out like that in the future. So that would probably bring us down to about 105 or 110 mm -hmm. teams that we could host at one site. Man. Who are all staying in hotels and eating in restaurants and spending money in our community, which yep. I just is important yeah. to note. So let me ask this question, because I know there's people out there, like I mentioned earlier, my son Noah, he just talks about soccer every now and then. So what if there's a kid out there like Noah, he's nine, he's never played soccer in his life. Where would you tell a kid to start? Like where do you, if they say, hey, I, wanna, I think I might want to do this, where's a good starting place? So for someone Noah's age, we have uh, what we call our development academy. Yeah. Uh, and that takes in kids from U5 up to oh. U10. Yeah. There is no tryout for that. Uh -huh. uh, we run a fall, a winter, and a spring um, session that's six weeks mm -hmm. long, and it's solely focused on development. So it's okay. like it's like a kid in his ball. It's not like you throw ten kids out there in one ball, you know, and the kid only gets three or four touches on it, mm -hmm. you know, for the for the entire hour that they're out there training. You know, it's really focused on individual skill development and that sort of thing. So that would be ideal place for him to. Or just any kid, because I know there's other kids out there like him, or parents are watching it going, but you know. Maybe we waited too late, but that is a great place right. to start. What's neat about that program, too, is I think kids, you know, they do develop those skills so fast and they get the chance to do moves that they see soccer players on TV doing, and that's kind of neat, you know, I think for them to be able to say, hey, I just did a Maradona or I just did a Croy for, you know, whatever the different uh, moves are that I, f I didn't find this out until a few years ago because I didn't play soccer as a kid, but they, they're all named after famous professional yeah. soccer players, you know, uh -huh. who, who became famous for those moves. Um, but well, and a child's never too late to start because something that we that kids the older they get retain things quicker too. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. I, I I think what's really cool about you you two guys, but you're all of your volunteers. You know, growing up, you can really influence kids, right? Yeah, and and you've probably had them in sports growing up. There's a coach that you remember that really got you to a certain point, and I think. Because I've talked to John a lot about soccer and, and, and other stuff, but there's a lot of kids out there that you're making an impression on um, for their future. So I, I want to applaud y'all for taking time because one, volunteering is tough no matter what it is, but volunteering the time that you guys put in it and the resources, right. I mean, that's really amazing. I appreciate y'all doing that. Yeah, and that's part of, you know, some of the messages that we give to our kids. So all of our teams are asked, they, they, they do a community service project. So within that's Clarksville. So, so that we want the kids to understand how important it is to, you know, eventually become, you know, an active member of your community when you're older. So they, all the teams, it's really fun. The kids are involved in picking a project that they want to get involved in. And then they, as a team go and they, pick up trash or volunteer, you know, at an assisted living facility, or, you know, they all kind of have these projects that they do across the community. And for us, it's like, that's so valuable for the kids to learn mm -hmm. yeah. the importance of like giving back to your community. 
Yeah, it becomes contagious too. Like our, I know our 2005 girls teams, <laughs> our girls team, they did a service project right at the very beginning of the season. I think they had so much fun and got so much out of it. I think they're they just finished like their third community service project in the season. Wonderful. So yeah, they're not they're not limited to one. We ask them to all do you know all do at least one. But some teams you know really get fired up about it and are like, hey, know what it feels like to give back. Right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> Well, our kind of hashtag for our social media stuff is CSC family. You know, that's what we get, you know, everybody kind of tags when they post their pictures. And that's the way that it gets to feel, uh, you know, within the organization because we have, you know, we've spent so much time together traveling for tournaments or just on the sidelines watching practice. And, you know, you get to, to know a lot of people in your community from all different walks of life. And, uh, you know, we, we're there to support each other and encourage each other. And uh, that's, that's what's the most fun about it for me. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I, I looked at your website and just kind of checking in on you before Which you got here. Which website is uh, ClarksvilleSoccerClub.com for anybody who wants to go check out when you post the tryout dates and all that other stuff on there too. We will. Yep. We're actually getting ready to change the website that's there now. We're working on actually changing to a new provider. So it'll have a new look and feel, but we're going to continue to update that one until Good. we get the new one rolled out. But, mm -hmm. but tryout link. Same domain though, soccer, ClarksvilleSoccerClub.com. Yep. yep. And, and, you know, as a, as a parent, you know, you want to know what your kids are getting into, right? So when someone says, or, I want to go play soccer. Or we hope parents want to. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you're correct. <laughs> but, you know, when, when you look at the, at the website, you know, I think you got it laid out pretty, pretty good. You know, you, you look at core values and you, and you touched on some of them, but integrity, athlete, well-being, excellence, inclusiveness, uh, community engagement. I think this is great information for me. If, if my daughter were to want to play soccer, you know, we could go and find out and I say, okay, at least we, we got a good start and learn about what you guys are about. So I think it's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to, uh, you know, the the sport is soccer, so we want everyone to improve in that. But I think we're realistic in understanding that not every kid that's in the club is going to have a chance to play professionally or even collegiately. Uh, you know, so ultimately we can impact every kid in the club when it comes to those core values and making sure that, you know, they learn the values of integrity and things of that nature from from their coach, you know, their coaches and carry that with them beyond, you know, the soccer field. Beyond the field. Right. Well, I think that's a good thing to teach kids, so. Well, I appreciate you guys coming and joining us today. And um, for anybody who wants to check out the tryouts, go to ClarksfullSoccerClub.com because they got to You'll be starting all over again in August, right? Yes. And Tryouts. They, yep. Tryout dates are listed on the website, and we're working on the link for pre-registration for tryouts now. We think we'll have that up by Tuesday. How many kids do you think you'll be having tryout? That's a good question. We had over 400 kids playing um, this year, so we're hoping that it'll we'll, we'll get more people out of tryouts mm -hmm. this this coming uh, May and June. If you had more, would you have three teams? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Teams? yeah. We want to make, like I said, we want to make as many teams in every age group as we can as we can make. But obviously, depending on the age group, you got to have so many to play, and you need a couple of you know a couple extras beyond that because most right. kids don't have the endurance to play an entire game. Shoot! Can you imagine so. running up and down the field for an entire game? <laughs> that's yep. about all I can do is imagine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, Charlie. But yeah, anybody that's just considering it, we encourage them to come out and you know try out, and then ultimately, if if they decide it's not for them, they've at least learned some more about the organization, and uh, you know, we'll maybe figure out a way to uh, join us or support us in the future. What are some of the just for people who might be practicing? What are some of the skills that they you tr they have to do at tryouts? Uh, tryouts really, it's like 
for those older age groups, like we want to see some execution of fundamental skills, mm -hmm. um, and then there'll be a not little... just can you kick the ball, right? Right. <laughs> with, maybe with some accuracy. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like competition, so small sided games, and then we expand those to you know potentially eight v eight or full eleven v eleven to see what how they look in the game setting. Oh, see how competitive they are. Right. Or how aggressive. Yeah. Not did you kick them in the shin? Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of players to do that, though. <laughs> right. Well, thank you guys for coming. We appreciate well, it. Thanks for having More us. More than that, I appreciate you, everything you do for the youth and the community because that is our future. Right? Absolutely. That's right. Thank you all very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Clarksville Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.